And we are back for another episode of the Debrief Podcast brought to you by DBC Clubhouse. Hey, everyone. I am Amy. I am joined today, as always, by Kathleen, Scott, and Phil. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. Hello, Clubbers. All right, everyone. Well, buckle up for this conversation. This has been a long time in the making, and we have finally arrived at the moment of truth. We are dedicating (laughs) this entire episode to Old Key West. You got to see the look on Scott's face. He is just gearing up for this. Literally, I'm already Scott just put his face up to, (laughs) he just put his face up to the camera. I think we all are looking forward to this for different reasons. (laughs) Don't disappoint us, Scott. This is your moment. So it's no secret to anybody that Scott detests old key west and uh that's putting it nicely i mean i feel like at some point you know after we've recorded a bunch of episodes we should just do a reel of all of scott's comments about old key west we could probably make a whole episode out of that (laughs) i'm thinking back in a particular video that exists on the dark web (laughs) exactly we're gonna pull out the uh the things that are shared secretly amongst us because we cannot share them publicly. But yeah, so we're going to have this conversation today about Old Key West. And there goes our family-friendly rating. Oh, it's, it's going to be I gone. like Old Key West. I really like it. But, I, you know, let's... I guess we should just let Scott start it off. I know that there's a rant coming, so let's get the rant out of the way, and then we can kind of piece it apart. There's a rant, and then there's beyond a rant because i know you guys are going to come back with the debate but there is no debate on this whatsoever for me at all so i'm just going to begin this and i'm going to end this we (laughs) old key west should not even be classified as a deluxe resort i'm not even going to apologize for that comment because it's just not deluxe it's really not when you think of deluxe We think of lobbies, we think of theming, we think of just the grand overall feel of the resort. I don't care where it's located at. I just, you can tell when you walk in, there's something just beautiful and it's mesmerizing and it takes your breath away. When I walk into Old Key West, I feel like I'm walking into work. And for those of you who do not know me, I work in a rehabilitation center for the elderly And that's what it feels like when I walk into that resort. There is just nothing about it that screams deluxe. The gift shop I have mentioned before, I've seen better gift shops at Cracker Barrel. I don't like the pool compared to anything else. And then if you want to get me started on dining options, they have Olivia's, which I believe everybody says has the best fried chicken on Disney property. And that is so oversold and overrated. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. But as far as Old Key West, it's just, it's too big. The bus loop, literally you get on, you know, I'm 44. If I were to get off, I would be 45 years old. It's that long of a bus loop. Nothing about it screams deluxe and nothing about it says, hey, I want to go. And for anybody that's going to come back and say, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's, it's removed from the hustle and bustle of Disney, Congratulations on that being your only thing that makes it deluxe, because other than that, it is the bottom of the pack for me. The resort of last resorts. 
You're 43. Well, I feel 44 now that I talked about this resort. <laughs> I will be 44 in a couple of months. So that's what I'm trying to say. But And, and a special shout out to poor Lily, my stepdaughter, whose first ever stay on Disney property was at Old Key West for a week in a row. Uh, seven solid days of being on Old Key West property. And I thought she was going to walk away from her first ever stay hating Disney because of Old Key West. And to this day, she's still bad mouths that resort. She will go to Disney. She will go anywhere on the one condition that, please, I do not want to go to Old Key West. But other than that, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> you make an interesting point, and I've never thought of it this way before. And, and I have good and bad about Old Key West. What's the difference between Old Key West and Caribbean Beach? What? No, it's it, it, it's a rhetorical question. It's the same darn resort. Now that you put it in that light, it's got outside facing doors. There's multiple buildings. There's a giant bus loop. There's multiple neighborhoods. They've got a reasonably decent pool. They've got a restaurant on property. I would argue that in some ways Caribbean Beach actually outdoes old Key West because at least you've got access to the Skyliner. And you have, you have just restaurant. firmly placed it in the moderate category for me just with that statement. Sebastian's is a phenomenal restaurant. So when you're talking, if you're just going to put those two out there specifically, you're absolutely right. They have the Skyliner, if you like that. And Sebastian's is 3,000% better than Olivia's ever will be. So let's make Caribbean Beach a deluxe and Old Key West a moderate. I could make that argument for a lot of the moderates that they actually deserve to be deluxe over Old Key West. And I'm looking at Coronado. I'm even looking at Port Orleans Riverside. I know those two can be considered similar as far as the feels, but definitely Coronado with the Stino Tower could be deluxe over Old Key West any day. I mean, I have my own classification for what I consider to be a deluxe resort, so I am not to the level of raising those to deluxes. I don't think they reach the bar, but I've always said that there's something about Old Key West that just doesn't feel like the other deluxe resorts we stay at. And I think you've made a good point. If you're going to classify Caribbean Beach as a moderate, then Old Key West needs to be there with it. I mean, let's face it. If you bought points there, you bought them there because the points were cheap. I'm not even going to hold back. You bought them there because the points were cheap. Point blank. Other than that, there was no reason why anybody would buy at Old Key West. You bought there because the points were cheap. You didn't buy there because of the lobby. You didn't buy there because of the dining options. You didn't buy there because of the transportation. What's left? Well, I mean, I think that it warrants having a conversation about the the origin of Old Key West to kind of like kind of put into perspective what this resort was and what its purpose was. For anybody who does not know, Old Key West is the first Disney Vacation Club resort. And in fact, when it first opened, it was called the Disney Vacation Club Resort. It opened in 1992 at a time when Orlando was considered to be like the timeshare capital of the world. There were just timeshares popping up all over Central Florida in the Orlando area because of the growing popularity of Walt Disney World. As we all know, Central Florida was swampland until Walt Disney purchased it and made it the theme park capital of the world with the opening of Magic Kingdom, the Contemporary and the Polynesian Resorts. And then 10 years later opened Epcot and 
you know, Michael Eisner in the early 90s saw an opportunity where, you know, he's recognizing that there were people who were staying at these timeshare properties in Central Florida because they wanted to have larger accommodations for their families. They wanted to be able to have one and two bedroom villas. They wanted to have a full kitchen. They wanted laundry facilities and they wanted it to be close to Disney World. And at the time, and still to this day, actually, I mean, the timeshare industry is kind of seen as like a scam. Most timeshares lose value the second you buy it. And they've become like historically, timeshares become a thing that you buy, you're locked into a a lifelong contract that is really hard to unload once you own it. And so then you're stuck with this timeshare property that you're paying annual, you know, maintenance fees on and you can't get rid of it. You know, Michael Eisner took a shot and was and wanted to enter into the timeshare market because he did he wanted he did not want to be losing people who were coming to Disney World who were choosing to stay off of property to stay at a timeshare versus staying on Disney property. So they decided to open their own timeshare. And while Disney did not invent the point system. It wasn't the popular model of timeshare at the time. The, the popular model of t- for timeshares at the time was a fixed week. You would buy a fixed week and you would travel to that location the same week of the year every year. Some of them you would stay in the same unit every, you know, every time that you traveled. And so Disney decided to adopt the less popular model of timeshare, which was the points system. If you're familiar at all with the timeshare market in Central Florida, and I, I happen to own a Marriott Vacation Club, so I'm very familiar with what the what those timeshares look like. And they are these huge sprawling resorts that are, you know, smaller buildings of, that are one or two levels that have these, you know, one and two bedroom villa accommodations, different pools for like the different neighborhoods within the timeshare development. And so when Disney decided to build, you know, the Disney Vacation Club, they were very much modeling it after the existing timeshare model that was popular around that time, but decided to add a theme to it. So they decided to theme their timeshare after Key West and to have these. and, And if you drive around to this day, if you drive around old Key West, the signage for each building says like vacation homes, like one to 15. So they they were designed to kind of serve as like vacation homes and to build like a neighborhood so that it felt less like a timeshare similar to what already existed in central Florida and to bring like a Disney, bring the Disney theming and the Disney touches to create kind of like an authentic feel. And so they created this neighborhood that felt like Key West, Florida. And so, I mean, I think it's important to like that context is important in terms of why Old Key West looks the way it looks and, you know, is what it is, because it was really built to be competitive with the timeshare market in Central Florida at the time and to stop losing guests to those properties and to have them stay, you know, on Disney property. As Disney Vacation Club evolved and they saw the popularity of it, they you know, I'm sure that some of the feedback was like, we want to be staying now we want to be staying closer, you know, before they people were staying in timeshares off of property. Now they were staying on property. But at the time, also, when you think about Hollywood Studios 
was just opening. I mean, Disney, the Disney world that we know it today, it was a very different landscape in, in the early nineties than it is now. And so, you know, people's needs and desires to stay closer to the theme parks started to become, you know, something that was a consideration. And then they decided to build boardwalk and have access to the theme park. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that you're never going to be able to say that old key West is competitive to a DVC resort that is attached to an already existing hotel that was already in close proximity to a theme park. And so I think that, you know, Scott, you said that the only reason why people bought at old key West was because the points were cheap. Well, really the only reason why they bought it, a lot of the owners was because it was the only thing to buy at the, at the time, you know, it was the first resort. And so what you see right now is a lot of the old Key West owners, and you'll find this if you ever go into the gurgling suitcase and have conversation with anybody who's staying there. Lorna. They, <laughs> yeah, the bartender, Lorna, she's wonderful. Love her. The guests that are there are typically all like original owners or have owned there since very early on. And they are extremely loyal to Old Key West because these are people who had been going to Disney World and then had this opportunity to, you know, vacation at Disney World in a completely different way than they had been before. So, I mean, that's where that loyalty comes from because there's a lot of nostalgia around that for people who, you know, this was the first really kind of vacation home beyond renting a suite at a deluxe hotel, which are just completely cost prohibitive. This became a more affordable way for people to go with their families and have larger accommodations. We'll see how loyal they are in 2042 when their contract expires and they have the opportunity to buy anywhere. Well, many of them already did extend their contracts when Disney offered that. So some of them, I think the extensions go until 2057. Some of them, but we'll see. Like I said, some of them did not. So I think if they had the choice... People now buying into DVC when they weigh their options and look at all of the different resorts, I really don't think that they even consider Old Key West to be an option unless they're looking at just the overall price per point. I've continually heard them referred to as sleep around points. They're buying sleep around points because they're less expensive and they're not buying them to use them at Old Key West. They're buying them to use them at the seven month mark whenever they can find something else. Yes. You mentioned the age of the owners, and I brought this up before. It is the one resort. It's incredible to me. Any other resort you stay at, the buses are packed right around park opening. At Old Key West, the buses are packed two hours after park opening. These are the people. It's generational. We see two and three generations on a very regular basis at Old Key West because the grandparents have had these points since the early 90s and they have vacation there. You mentioned it. Go into Olivia's and look at all the pictures on the walls. It is old pictures of families who have stayed there for years and nothing against that. That's their resort. We've stayed there. We're staying there repeatedly again in the next two months. But these people have been there and done that a hundred times. They've been to all the parks. They have seen all the sites. They have done the runaround. This is now grandparents who took their kids to these resorts in these parks 20 years ago who were now taking their grandkids and they sit around in the morning and they have coffee and they relax and they go to the pool and eventually they make their way to the park. It is a very different guest experience there compared to the other deluxe resorts. And these are my people. (laughs) 
you just described something that sounds amazing to me and how I like to vacation at Walt Disney World. So as we're sitting here, I put together a pro and con list just off the top of my head, didn't prep for this episode. I was doing it as you were going through your monologue of the history. Under pros, I have room size, inarguably the biggest rooms on property. That is the one reason that my kids beg to stay there this upcoming trip. They love the size of the room. They love the sleeping accommodations. They love that they can be completely split up between the rooms. Points. They are a very low point resort. So for the value, we can stay for a week at Polynesian in a studio, or we can stay for a week and a half plus in a one bedroom at Old Key West. So if you're looking to maximize your points, it's just what we had to do these last few trips because I needed a studio for wine and dine, a one bedroom for the family, and a two bedroom when the in-laws come down with us for a week at my daughter's gymnastics competition. Old Key West was the go-to because you can stretch those points much further than you can at other resorts. They've got the biggest and best DVC gift shop on property, not the biggest and best gift shop, but the biggest and best DVC gift shop. And the fact that that is already number three on the list of pros tells you exactly how few pros there are when we're referencing the DVC gift shop at Old Key West. And you've got access to Disney Springs, which you also get access to Disney Springs from two other moderates and another DVC resort. That's the entire list of the pros that I have for Old Key West. Now I go over to the cons, the studio layout. We stayed in the studio a couple of weeks ago, and dear Lord, that is the worst studio I have ever stayed in in my life. The television was smaller than what I had in my college dorm room 30 years ago. It was an embarrassment. It's a 13-inch color television on top of a dresser in this oddly shaped little room with those Roman blinds, by the way, that you hate so much. It's funny that you were sending me a text about those. And I was at that point videoing my wife lifting and lowering those one quarter inch at a time. Distance from everything. You're not on top of any of the parks like you are with Beach Club, with Boardwalk, with Polynesian, with Grand Floridian, with Bay Lake Tower. You're just removed. You've got to take a bus everywhere. Even your moderates, in some cases, have better access to the parks than Old Key West does. That long loop. We well, took even that loop. values, to, I mean, to be fair, right. I mean, we're looking at Pop Century and Art of Animation. Art of Animation. That have a skyliner. skyliner. Old Key West does not have that. That long bus loop, Scott, is absolutely correct. You could drive to Orlando International Airport in less time than it takes to make that loop around the old Key West property. It's brutal. It's the reason we will only stay close to Hospitality House because then we get the bus stop in front of our buildings or we can walk to Hospitality House. Otherwise, you're stuck at the end of Turtle Pond, whatever it is on the backside. That's your only bus loop and you are removed from everything. So if you didn't bring a car, forget about it. You're stuck down at that side of property. External doors. What's the difference between a hotel and a motel is internal doors versus external doors. And I know that it may seem petty, but it has that motel feel to it to some extent. And what do they have for a quick service? I don't think their quick service is really that good compared to some of the others. I can go to the Oasis pool at Polynesian and get better quick service. I can go to Grand Floridian and get better quick service. Other than perhaps Bay Lake Tower, is there a worse quick service option anywhere on property than what you've got? at Old Key West. I think it's, it's okay. What's there? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo, boardwalk is awful because all you've got is the pizza. There's, I've got a whole list of cons and I've only got I mean, a couple Beach of I mean, Beach Club pros. is not great either, honestly. The Beach Club quick service is, sucks. 
Yeah, but you've got access to everything inside that little gift shop, the quick service inside the building. It's not as convenient poolside, but they've got better food, I think, than what Old Key West has to offer. Yeah, I think that's debatable. I think when I'm when I'm there next at some point in one of my up- upcoming trips, I'm going to do a taste test between like the worst quick services. What which is the best of the worst? That that's that's what I'm going to do. You know, and we can talk about deluxe resorts. I've made the argument that with the exception of potentially Polynesian and Grand Floridian, I think that there is not anything, and I've stayed in some amazing hotels over the years, traveling for business, for conferences and, and other things. I've stayed in some amazing hotels. The Ritz is a deluxe. There is nothing on Disney property with the exception of maybe, maybe Grand Floridian as far as Disney hotels. You can stay over the Four Seasons across property and have a much better experience. No, absolutely. I've stayed at the Ritz in Orlando, and I mean, the Grand Floridian doesn't even come close to the experience that you get at the Ritz. But that's another topic for another day. So to call this a deluxe resort compared to what is truly their deluxe resort, it's like three levels beneath what a true deluxe hotel experience is. I mean, I feel as though maybe this kind of like verbiage is more like a more recent distinction that people are like feeling up in arms about because I always viewed it at that the category was like deluxe villas that we're talking about villas here and that the DVC resorts have their own category as like deluxe villas. And for me, I don't care what you're calling it. I care that I'm getting the the perks that staying at a deluxe resort gives me. And so I will gladly allow old Key West to be called a deluxe resort so that I can get extended evening hours and I can get the perks that come along with staying at what Disney considers a deluxe resort. And that's really a perk of DVC because if we are going to say, okay, well, what's the difference between old Key West and Caribbean beach? Well, the most important point of distinction is that I can stay at Epcot until 11 o'clock or midnight for extended evening hours while the Caribbean beach people are getting on their bus and or Skyliner and going back to the resort. So I think that that is an important distinction because that's part of what we want as DVC members are the perks. You know, perks is like a huge conversation for people. And that is an, a very important distinction. So I don't want to be fighting to get DVC resorts declassified as deluxe resorts, because when I stay at Old Key West, I still want to be able to stay at a theme park for extended evening hours or get whatever park is involved with staying at a deluxe resort. So I'm not on board with this, like, let's declassify some of these resorts and call them moderates because then I'm losing perks that I want to get as a DVC member that I feel like I'm paying for as a DVC member, regardless of where I'm staying. Well, I don't think anybody's arguing that it needs to be declassified or classified into a moderate. We're simply stating that even within DVC, there are various levels of what we would consider to be a deluxe feel when you're staying at a resort. And don't even get me started on what is allowed to deluxe resorts, because that's a whole other conversation that I would happily have of what you're paying for versus what you're getting as a deluxe hotel guest. I think they have taken away so many perks to the deluxe hotels. I would make the argument that more need to be given call me an elitist if you want, but I think there should without a doubt be a level of amenities that are granted to the various levels of hotel from value to moderate to deluxe and what you're getting versus what you're not getting. Right. But I mean, I think that when you're looking at 
Old Key West versus Caribbean Beach. And again, having just stayed at Caribbean Beach, there is a different feel there too, because your bathroom is basically an open space at the back of the room. You know, it's like you've got a tiny room with two beds and then a sink and then a tiny little, you know, room with a commode and a, and a shower. And so I, for me, I feel like if they were to ever really convert some of those moderate resorts to DVC, we'd be talking about very small studios. Well, I mean, as far as my kids are concerned, the deluxe feel comes from the jacuzzi tub. I asked them last night why they wanted to stay at Old Key West. and It was two beds in a jacuzzi tub. Well, and I mean, look, look, we say low. I mean, you did put low, low points chart as a pro. And I mean, some people, you know, like Scott kind of mockingly was like, oh, people buy it because it's low points. I feel as though there's a lot of value in having diversity in points values across the resorts because it allows for longer stays versus shorter stays like you're it becomes less equitable while they might be the same category you're getting fewer nights at the ones that are more deluxe the way like the same thing like you could pay for probably five nights at a you know some value resort in orlando versus one night at the ritz carlton it's capitalism at work make no mistake there's value being in being able to make your stretch, you know, to point to stretch your points. And so it's not like Disney is charging you the same number of points to stay at Old Key West as they are to stay at Grand California. And so like they are acknowledging that there is a difference. It's not that Disney is not owning up to that because they know you can see it in, in the points charts that they are, you know, there is a, a distinct difference between what they consider to be a deluxe hotel resort versus a deluxe villa that doesn't have any other, you know, deluxe hotel amenities. And that is Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. I would disagree with that because I would make the argument that the Riviera point chart is out of control. Well, we, yes, yes, we talked about that and we talked about how like Disney lost their minds when they created that points chart. But we've also said Boardwalk. I mean, in September, you can get a studio at Boardwalk cheaper than you can get a studio at Old Key West. Right. Well, again, I think that like whoever was in DVC leadership when they started with like the new generation of DVC resorts lost their minds when they were creating points charts. I don't think it reflects necessarily Disney's view of it. I think it reflects what DVC has become versus what DVC started Started. as. Yes, I, I would agree with that point. People are now willing to pay far more points. They have softened people's attitude toward what they're willing to pay by continually increasing the price per point and the number of points needed each night. I think it will be very interesting to see what they do with these glamping cabins that you are so excited for and what the points chart is there to see if they have truly lost their mind or they have just come to the conclusion that people are willing to pay a crazy number of dollars per point and a crazy number of points per night to stay in a DVC property. It's become something that sells itself. It's become a way to fund all of their refurbishments and rebuilding of properties. So I think we will know with those cabins exactly what direction it's going in. In terms of what DVC members want now versus like what Old Key West, what the purpose of it when it was built, they're very different. And I think that there's like a, there's like a psychology involved here because how many people 
really refer to being a DVC club member as being a timeshare owner. I don't know. We take special pains to explain to people why it's not a timeshare. I mean, almost like right. we have to be defensive but, of our choice. Right. But it, but it's, it's a timeshare. We own a timeshare. And as you refer to it as my monologue, in my monologue, I refer to the fact that Old Key West was, was built as like, it, it was unapologetically a timeshare. And it resembles the timeshares, the timeshares of Central Florida much more than anything else that we have on Disney property, with the exception of Saratoga Springs. And so psychologically, and you see this on like the DVC social media sites all over the place where DVC members feel so entitled to things because they are kind of like in denial about the fact that all they really bought was a timeshare. Well, yeah, all they really bought was a timeshare, and I agree that there is a sense of entitlement, but I also believe that DVC has sold them on the dream, but sold them a timeshare. When you talk to these guides and you look at the advertising and you look at how DVC is pushed, they are selling an exclusivity. They are selling a feeling. They are selling a dream. But you're right. In the end, what we purchased was, in fact, a timeshare. So there is a little bit of disparity between the two. If you sit down with a guide, he's not going to start the conversation with, well, we're going to sell you a timeshare on Disney property. That's not how they sell it. So I think people are led to feeling that entitlement to a certain extent. And I would imagine that that feeling has only become more amplified and gained momentum versus when the Disney Vacation Club Resort first opened. The language, like if you Google you know, kind of press releases and articles and things that were like, you know, existing around the time that Disney got their permits for, you know, building Old Key West and when they started marketing and selling it. I mean, again, it was unapologetically a timeshare and it's still the case. I mean, you know, they had their shuttle that was bringing people to the sales center so they could come like if you're going to a sales center, like people like to believe that they are built, like they are joining some sort of exclusive club, like where, like it's a country club versus a timeshare, but it's a timeshare. And what I think is so great about DVC is that it, you know, and we say this, it's, there's something for everyone. And it's not just in terms of your personal preferences in terms of aesthetic or proximity to parks, but also in terms of your budget so that you can stay in a studio at Old Key West for 10 points, or you can stay in a studio at Grand Floridian for 28. It's Disney diversified the portfolio in a way so that, you know, that they were not going to be super exclusive because they wanted people to be able, people need to feel like they're getting value. And especially like someone like me who bought in 2002, when the points charts were still like kind of reasonable I really value Old Key West because I would rather go to Old Key West and stay there for a week than go to Grand Floridian and stay there for three nights. You know, I, I want to make my points go as far as possible. And to that point, you know, so from a points perspective, it's like a no brainer for me. And if I'm looking at those two resorts that I just Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, I'm going to choose Old Key West every time because I think that it's prettier. I think it's it's just nicer to me. You know, you kind of lambast Olivia's, but I have no desire to go eat at Turf Club. And I think artist's point, is that what is, or artist's palette rather, is like rather mediocre and it's crammed in there next to a tiny gift shop. Saratoga Springs is entering the chat here for me because if I'm going to be comparing the two, I would definitely choose Old Key West over Saratoga Springs. 
why the the goods quick service is terrible you can walk to disney springs from saratoga if you're in the right spot the rooms are beautiful at saratoga with the refurb that they did i i totally disagree with that i think old key west yeah well i mean i think that's just like where subjectivity comes into play and like preference because i think that saratoga springs is just boring overall like the outside of the resort looks like any sort of condominium complex in central florida the rooms now have been stripped of all of their theming and have that gray beige palette. I mean, we just saw that the bathrooms at Boardwalk now look exactly like the bathrooms at Saratoga Springs. So it's like this. Yeah, and Old Key West just looks like a motel that I threw up cotton candy all over. Well, I don't really, for me, you know, the studios, I will say at Old Key West, like I'm not a fan of the studios, but the one and two bedrooms are undoubtedly for families, you know, the largest, most practical units. I mean, they've got a great laundry room in, it's not just like a stackable unit in a closet. It's an actual laundry room. They have large, larger balconies than most of the other, you know, deluxe resorts that you're talking about. For me, and again, like, you know, we kind of touched on this in the, um, in the Zen episode, there are elements like I'm much more about seeking the elements that exist outside of like the room or outside of the resort that are like on the grounds. And Old Key West for me is just more aesthetically pleasing. I think that the buildings are pretty. I think that the like that little boardwalk area where they have the quick service and Olivia's and I think that that's cute and cozy. I mean, Saratoga Springs doesn't really have any cute place to sit. Yeah. So like for me, I mean, it's definitely personal preference. And I've, you know, and I've, Old Key West is by no means my number one choice, but I am, it's definitely not my last choice. Number one, I want to point out that the conversation we have is a conversation we have had in almost every episode we have recorded. It comes back to feels. I don't get the feels at Old Key West. I stay there because the rooms are enormous and the point value is phenomenal. I mean, we're talking about putting up a damn Christmas tree in our room in a couple of weeks. Where else do you have the space to put up a full-size Christmas tree and still sleep four people and have all of that extra? A cabin. <laughs> you well, know, I just, just decorate the Christmas tree next to the porta potty next to the cabin. We know how I feel about that. But ultimately when we no, go I'm to I'm talking Old about US, a Copper Creek cabin, not oh, a I don't I I'm not your class of DVC. I, I don't have Copper Creek cabin points to spend. Yeah, me neither. That, that was a one night. I had enough oh, for one, one night only. and then I can't go back for two years. Right. Because <laughs> I spent okay. them all. So Grand Villas aside, if you're staying in a one bedroom somewhere and we have stayed in the Copper Creek one bedroom, we've stayed around. Oh, and by the way, I did point out to my daughter that there are other places that have jacuzzis, but she just didn't want to hear that from me. Grand Villas aside, where else do you have the space in the main living area to put up a full-size Christmas tree? So without a doubt, as a family vacationing and wanting that space, they are expansive. Those rooms are vast. You've got a ton of room, and it's great to stretch out. But I have repeatedly stated that to me, I think we all have something we value in what we're looking for in a resort. And you are placing high value on the aesthetics of the property, which I have also done, which is why I've always crapped on Riviera. You are placing high value on the Zen aspect, which we talked about in the last episode. I view what I want out of a 
vacation differently. So to me, I value access. It's why I like Grand Floridian. I love Polynesian. I like Bay Lake Tower. I love Boardwalk. It gives me instant access into the parks and not just instant access into the parks, instant access to come back to the room. I have little kids. So when they've hit their limit at 11 o'clock in the morning and they're hungry and they've been going nonstop for three hours and they were up early, I don't want to have to wait on a bus to take me back to the resort and an hour later have them in their bathing suit ready for the pool. I want to be able to walk out of the park and in 15 minutes be back in my room and have them in their bathing suit and be at the pool. When we stay at Boardwalk, we stayed during the sneak preview of Guardians of the Galaxy and I left the pool in my bathing suit, flip-flops, and a t-shirt, walked into Epcot, met with Jeff and Amy, and we went on Guardians, and then I walked back to the pool. That, to me, is what I want. So Old Key West, to me, falls short there, as does Saratoga, as does Animal Kingdom Lodge, because I don't have that immediate access. So I think depending on what you value, Old Key West can rise higher or lower in your estimation. If you just want to relax by the pool and have that aesthetic, Old Key West is great. If you want to have that immediate access to the park and have other things to do, the backside of Old Key West is not it. Well, and I think it comes back to, you know, the episode where we talked about how we use our points. You use your points in a very, you know, formulaic way based on the fact that you have small kids and, you know, you're traveling as a family. For me, I use my points in a very different way. Sometimes I'm going with my with my kids. Sometimes I'm going with friends. Sometimes I'm going by myself. When I had little kids, certainly staying at Old Key West and Saratoga, when I stayed there, it was only because there were low points and I wanted to stay in a large unit. But now I find myself feeling more drawn to Old Key West because I use my my Disney Vacation Club membership almost like I joke like it's almost kind of like a vacation home. It's like where I go to get away. And that doesn't always need to involve theme park visits for me. And so I am happy to go to Old Key West and stay there and just hop on a boat and go to Disney Springs and make my trip about relaxation, pool time, dining at Disney Springs, entertainment at Disney Springs. And maybe once, you know, hopping on a bus to go to Epcot for a festival or or something or maybe going to Animal Kingdom Lodge. I will reserve the theme park heavy trips for times when I'm going to be staying in closer proximity to theme parks. But I absolutely see value now as divorced single mom whose kids live with me 100% of the time to go and stay at Old Key West and just feel like I'm escaping from the responsibilities of life and seeking that zen and feeling like, I'm at a beautiful place to do it. That's total personality, though, because Scott and Kathleen, I'm sure, will jump in here and talk about how they value the resorts and they are not theme park heavy like they used to. But you can just sense Scott's disdain the second he drives onto the old Key West property. I don't like old Key West, but I don't I also don't dislike it. I just I rather not stay there. I love to stay at the resorts and, you know, I get the whole relaxation there, but I I could do relaxation at boardwalk i'd rather be at boardwalk and be relaxed than i am at old key west i do like that outside area like that little um boardwalk type thing that they got going on over there and i I do think it's pretty i do like the colors but that's it but i mean i i don't think that when you have an old key west conversation i don't think that the conversation is old key west versus boardwalk 
For me, the no, conversation I'm, is Old Key West versus Saratoga Springs. No, I'm talking about because people say they like to go there to relax. I could relax at other resorts, not just Old Key West. I'd rather relax at other resorts. It's not about relaxation for me there. It's just... It's about straight boredom sometimes with an inconvenience of having to get to where you want to go later on in your trip. I think that's what it is for me. I, I don't mind the relaxation part of it. I have said in previous episodes how we enjoy that more than we do rope dropping, you know, go, go, go. Once you're on property from the time the park opens till the time that the park closes, we're more about the relaxation part of it now. But to what Kathleen just said, you know, I can go relax anywhere. I can go relax at the boardwalk. I can go relax at Animal Kingdom. I can go relax literally anywhere. But the way you speak about Old Key West is if, as if you were there, you wouldn't be able to relax at all and you'd be tortured the entire time you were there. He would be. I, I think I. it's not that I would be tortured. It's just, like I said, it's the part of, I don't know how it's just classified. And, you know, I still feel like I'm spending money and spending my points somewhere but I'm not getting as much for what I'm putting out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm still spending money, time, everything, but I'm certainly not getting what I would get out of a vacation if I were staying at the boardwalk or anywhere for that matter. And, you know, if that's what people like, then that's what you like. But I just want to feel like I'm going to get the most out of my money and my points when I'm going somewhere. And I don't feel that way at Old Key West. I think it comes down to, for me, and I don't heavily dislike Old Key West. I just like other places a lot more. When I look at how Disney markets their two biggest marketing pieces of staying on property, number one are stay in the magic. And I don't feel like I'm staying in the magic when I'm at Old Key West and not stay in the middle of the chaos because I can make the argument for Wilderness Lodge being removed and having that aesthetic and having that laid back feel. And I still feel like I'm staying in the magic. I don't feel that when I'm at Old Key West. And the other one is for DVC, which is deluxe accommodations at 50% of the cost. And I don't feel like I'm getting the same deluxe accommodations at Old Key West. And I completely agree. The point value is lower. It reflects that by necessity, because I don't think people would spend 25 points a night to stay at Old Key West, but I just don't get the feel. So while I still think it's a fantastic property. I still think we would stay there. We have stayed there. We are going to stay there. We leave two weeks from today to spend nine days at Old Key West. Of course, by the time everyone hears this, we will be back. But I just don't feel like it ranks at the top of my list. I don't feel like I'm staying in an amazing deluxe accommodation. It It is lacking, in my opinion. And given the choice, if you said to me right now, where would you stay, regardless of points, where would you stay? I just don't feel like it would be old Key West. I don't get that that sense of being in the middle of Disney and truly enjoying the aesthetics of what a Disney property should be. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, this is not a conversation for me about old Key West being number one for me or even in my top five. I mean, it's definitely ranks towards the bottom of my list. It's just not lowest for me. You know, I would, like I said, I would rather stay at Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. And in some cases, depending on the trip, I would rather stay at Old Key West and Animal Kingdom Lodge. Because to your point about like proximity, Animal Kingdom Lodge is far from everything except for Animal Kingdom. Whereas That's Old cool. Key West at least is kind of like, it's a shorter bus ride if you get on at, at Hospitality House. That's completely You know, false. it's a shorter bus ride to Epcot and Hollywood Studios 
and you and you do have the boat to Disney Springs. So you you are not feeling like you're, you know, so far away. So like when I stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's either because I'm looking for something at seven months, I'm looking for something that's like a lower point value or because I'm looking to stay closer to Animal Kingdom and do like a more immersive, like I, I really make it about being at that resort. And because Animal Kingdom Lodge does have a lot to offer, like at just at the resort itself. But if I'm just looking for like a lounging vacation where I just want to like relax, I'm picking Old Key West over Animal Kingdom Lodge. I'll pile on Scott with you here. I, I would actually rank Animal Kingdom Lodge under Old Key West, and Scott's head's going to explode when I say that. But with the exception of being able to see the Savannah from Animal Kingdom Lodge, it's got some good dining, but so do some of the moderates. What is there? It's a beautiful building. Don't get me wrong. But I also feel that you are far away from everything else. I don't think the bus service is very good and you only have a bus leaving Animal Kingdom Lodge. So given the choice between the two, I would probably pick Old Key West. I I couldn't disagree more. I'm so sorry, but I just feel like when you walk in. You're not Jumbo, sorry. I'm not. But when you walk into Jumbo, <laughs> that, that is, that's, oh, wow. That just, yeah, that makes my head explode because. It's just when you walk in there, the dining, the theming, the whole resort, you have a vacation within itself just by being at that resort, just because you can see the Savannah. Like and, you, and as far you as the, guys just the bought a contract there. Yeah. the I'm going to argue it's 13 minutes from Animal Kingdom to Epcot. The resort, I mean, it's 13 minutes and people are, are acting like, you know, oh, it's an hour to get there. It's so far away. It is 13 minutes to Epcot and probably 12 to Hollywood Studios. And I don't know what it would be from Magic Kingdom, but it's five minutes or less to get to Animal Kingdom Park. So when people say it's so far out there, it's really not when you think about it. You're 13 minutes away. See, I think to me, Animal Kingdom falls short because seeing the animals when they choose to appear on the Savannah, if you pay the points for that, is cool. Being able to see the animals from the lobby is cool, but I get the exact same overawed feeling at Wilderness Lodge because I feel they are very similar lobbies and I still have access to the park. And that just, for me, is always what it comes back to. And I think it comes back to, as you, as you stated earlier, Phil, the feels, you know, Scott and Kathleen love Animal Kingdom Lodge. They get the feels when they walk into that resort. They just bought a contract there I think we all get the feels at Boardwalk. We all get the feels at, you know, Wilderness Lodge to some degree, maybe Scott, not as much. And you guys don't get the feels at Old Key West. But, you know, as I shared during the Zen episode, like I distinctly remember being at Old Key West in the morning. And that was the resort where I was like, wow, morning time at Disney World, like quiet time with my coffee. I have a very specific moment where I had like a emotional connection with that resort. And that's what drives my, you know, I've never had an emotional connection with Saratoga Springs. I've had a little bit of an emotional connection with Animal Kingdom Lodge much more so recently, but like, you know, it's just not as, as emotional for me there. I don't have an emotional connection to Riviera. I have very emotional connection to Boardwalk and Beach Club and Wilderness Lodge. And honestly, as much as I love Grand Floridian, I don't really have an emotional connection to Grand Floridian or or to Polynesian. 
But it's just because like you go on these trips and you vacation the way that you vacation and you have magical moments and those magical moments become kind of part of your DNA. And it is when you go back to those resorts that those that those magical moments kind of like reverberate through your like psyche or something. And especially for Kathleen and Scott, like you, when you went, it was Lily's first time. Like she didn't love it. That was like, a that felt like a disappointing trip. So like, it makes sense that old Key West is someplace that just is not in addition to like not giving you the feels it actually gave you the opposite. Like you had an opposite experience and therefore like, it's going to be hard unless something like truly magical happens there. I mean, I th- I do think that like maybe we have a little bit of connection because we've really had fun when we were opening when we were closing the drapes. That <laughs> maybe that is just one of the moments that will live in your memory as a as a fun memory. That was a of fun memory. What that that's like the closest thing to a workout that I can get inside the room. Forty five minutes of pulling on a drapes trying to get them to go down. So isn't that a park? They're fancy. Yeah, they're, they're Roman shades. <laughs> I feel like we should give Scott the last word on Old Key West here. Well, I just, my opinion will never change. And again, I'm very unapologetic about it because I want to get the most out of my points and my money. And I feel like as DVC as a whole, if I'm going to have to spend points or money staying on property, I am going to stay where... I'm going to get theming, I'm going to get restaurants, and I'm going to get that wow factor when I walk into the resort. And unfortunately for myself, I just don't get that at Old Key West. Other people like it for whatever reason, and that's completely fine. But for this guy personally, I will never get why somebody would pick that over anything else. Phil's points that he brought up as far as the pros, I could argue every one of those as far as points, room size, and I will go down definitely 10 out of 10 times saying that that gift shop is not the best gift shop on property. That's a whole nother conversation. I don't disagree, by the way. I just said it had the most DVC gear, which was a big difference between the best gift shop. And even that, I don't know if I agree with that anymore with the Riviera gift shop and Saratoga even has a lot of DVC merchandise. But it's just, like I said, it's not for me. It's other people, they enjoy it for whatever reason, and that's fine. But for me, it will always be the resort of last resorts. But you will be sure to berate and mock them every time they say they like it. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm always going to be there. You can count on me for that. Well, on that uplifting note, (laughs) thank you all for tuning in, listening to us. Join our Facebook page. Let us know what you think about Old Key West. You love it. You hate it. We want to hear from you guys, too. So until next time, we'll DVC you real soon. Bye, guys. See you guys.